You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Episode 273 of the New Utah Podcast. 273. Are we going to do anything at 300? That doesn't seem like a real milestone number at all. 300. Well, it's a long ways away. Like, like 50, 100, um, you're like one year, you're five years. Like those seem like big 365 milestones. 365 would be kind no, of funny. No, you can't celebrate until 500. But yeah, I don't think like 300, everything after like No, I feel like, like 365 would be cool because it's how many days there are in a year. Yeah. But, but we do it once a week. I know. Yeah. But I, I, I think Julia is right though. For me, 500 is the next milestone. That's a long way away. Technically, yeah, That's 250 like and then five 500. more years. <laughs> Basically, at the 10 year mark. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, we man. might celebrate another anniversary or two or three by then. I don't. That's a long time. Do uh, you think we'll still be doing this in five years? I don't know, but five years ago, we didn't think we'd be doing it in five years. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, I don't know what I expected when I signed up for this thing at the at the beginning, and I don't I don't have any idea what I expected in terms of longevity. Seeing as how nothing I had done before this went past 25 episodes, I kind of thought, well, we'll see if we make it to 25. It's going to be a few months of podcasting, and then we'll figure something else but out. No, it's... You probably would have done like seven other podcasts by now. Probably. <laughs> uh, last week was really hot. I was in Vegas all week in oh, 110 yes, degree heat in a conference. I was about to say it was nice and pleasant last week, but you weren't with us. Vegas, but, but and then you had the mix up and you ended up... Your hotel across the street, right? So. Yeah, well, so, yeah, because I had booked, so the the conference, because of COVID concerns, it's a medical conference, they decided to do it in Vegas and spread it out. So the vendor floors were really spread out, and the, the, the instead of using, like, a small room with chairs, they opened up most, you know how most convention centers, you can, like, wall off different rooms? Yeah. Well, they like would take one whole section that was like normally three or four rooms and make that one room, um, to spread everybody. Yeah, out. to spread everyone out and to give space. Like it was weird. Like all the chairs were really far apart, which I get. Like they're, tr- but they also made it like a fully vaccinated event. So anyway, the new Caesars Forum Convention Center. I think we were actually the first convention in that convention center. Nice, um, or or one of the first. So it opened right when COVID hit. And so no conventions have been in Vegas really at all. And so it opened in like March of 2020. But so no, just yeah, no, yeah, just sat there for a year unused. So we were in the very first conventions in it. So they had the Caesars Forum, the Sands Expo Center, which is enormous. That's normally big enough to handle the whole convention. And then, um, uh, a big chunk of the wind convention so it was center really meeting. spread out. Then. Yeah. So it was spread out across three big convention centers. Wow. So the Caesars Forum Convention Center, which is a really poor design, by the way, it's horrendous. It's like two really long hallways that is like probably a half mile to get from one end to the other, at yes. least, and no cutting through. So not a very good design there. Huh. But I thought because it was Caesars Forum Convention Center, I'm like, oh, it's attached to Caesars Palace. Not the case. It's actually. Also, he stayed. So he reserved so his room in Caesar's, Caesar's thinking, I'll be able to run upstairs or like whatever. If I have a break and I need to go, you know, do, I can. Nope. It's across the street. And across the street in Vegas is a long distance. Like it was a full 
Probably to get to the forum, walking was over a mile from the hotel. Well, because you got to go down to a a, a, a cross bridge, a, a walkway, and yeah. it's not just walk across the streets. Yeah, and and I mean, granted, like I there's one of those right in front of Caesar's Palace. There's actually also a street crossing spot right in front of Caesar's Palace. I say right in front. It's like but on Caesar's Palace, the like the opening is it's huge. Like they have that big so loop thing. So uh, so I stayed in a hotel that was far away. That's okay, whatever, there were shuttles. Um, but the Caesars Forum is behind the Lincoln Harris. And originally I was going to stay at the Link, and I was like, uh, well, I'll stay at the, I'll, if I would have stayed at the Link, I literally could have, it's attached <laughs> to the back of the Link, basically. So I could have gone very easily between the two. It's like right across just the street on the back side of the Link. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. It was really hot. I did 20,000 steps a day, every day. <laughs> Which is basically 10 miles of walking every day. One day he went and got a pizza and had to carry the pizza back. And he's like, that was really hard because it was yeah. hot. And I was getting the pizza went, and it was the end of the day. I walked from Caesar's Palace to Cosmopolitan, um, which basically the only thing between them is the Bellagio. But you have to walk across the entire Bellagio. But the Bellagio, the Bellagio is huge. And then go into, yeah. So it was, it's like a, like a half to three quarter mile walk between Caesar's <laughs> and Cosmopolitan, which is fine. Actually, I, I actually is, it was really exhausting, uh, you know, the heat and everything. And my legs were like, oh, really, you're going to do this again. But once I started walking, it would be fine. Um, and it felt good. Um, the pizza got was, a new shoes. Cause he's like, I really, well, not no, really. I'm like, like, I can't wear dress shoes all week. I need to find a good, like, tennis shoe that looks nice. So we went to the Nike store and I found these shoes and he's like, they have Velcro. I'm like, yeah, but when you put your pants down, like they kind of look like a dress shoe. They actually do look like a dress shoe. You really, unless you look really close, couldn't tell. So I told him nice. he's not allowed to wear those except for <laughs> like things like this, that. where he needs to look nice but walk everywhere. So yeah, that was my complaint. And then it's been really hot here. When I got back, it was like a hundred degrees. I'm like, come on, there's no break. <laughs> except for that, it did help you when Cassie's or when Sean's car broke down and you were on the side of the road. Oh, I was just hanging out hot. outside. I wasn't even hot. <laughs> Because you just come from Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's like 20 degrees I'm like cooler. In sh- I'm in like shorts and a t-shirt instead of like dress clothes in the sun. I'm like, oh, this is great. This feels good. <laughs> uh, you guys got to go to Bear Lake. Though. So we did our annual Bear Lake. I guess it's annual now that we've done it twice. twice right? I was looking back at like my Facebook memories and except for this year, like we've done something every August, uh-huh. starting with sure. Alaska and then cruise Bear Lake, Bear Lake, Bear Lake, and Bear Lake. And then everybody that was there is talking about wanting to do it next year about yeah. the same time. Yeah. I, I, I really disappointed we couldn't make it, but you know, with me being out of town the whole time, I know. basically it was, everyone missed you. Yeah. We did. Yeah. But I got to watch, watch Rocky. Got to play with Rocky. Yeah. Well, I, a lot of fun. He's so cute. Similar to last year. We did a beach day. However, the, the VRBO we stayed in came with its own access to be- to the beach. Oh, you had a private beach access? Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. that I was wondering, like, was it really crazy up there again, though? Yes, but nothing like, like last year. Last year was like Coachella. There was so well, many people. I, th- I think there were two reasons that played into that last year. One, school started that very next week, so it was the last week. Well, started that out. for them, too. But COVID. Yeah. And, and then COVID. Because like, nothing else was open. So, yeah. I mean, so this year, other things are open. So, I mean, it was busy, but nothing like yeah, last, last year. Last year was wild. When that, when we got up to that North Beach. When we couldn't even like, get in the line to get to a beach. Yeah. So this year, even on Saturday, I mean, there were spots on the beach. There was parking there. So I would say this year was more normal. It was busy, but not 
like insane. Not the same way. Yeah. So we did the same thing. We got the boat and the jet ski for Saturday and did the tube and all that kind of stuff. So it was fun. We went to Cooper's again. Next year they're talking. <coughs> excuse me about going to the the playhouse. They have it like a little. Yeah, I wasn't oh, yeah. open during COVID, but yeah. place maybe something like that for next year. But no, we had a good time and and not all of my kids came, but most of them. And Julian Brighton came and uh, Brighton had his uh, oh, what you call switch. No, his, oh, his when you drone. do his drone. When you do this, it's switch. It's his control. His drone. <laughs> drone. And so he was getting some practice in. So I posted a couple of his his videos of the of the VRBO and stuff. So it was fun. And then it was also the the comet the or the meteor shower was going oh. on. And being up there, you, you could see it. it. You could actually see it. So we we kind of just went a little ways away from the house because it was kind of on its own. Turned the outside lights off and were able to see the Milky Way and. Watched all the meteors and, uh, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night it was busy enough that we were seeing like two and three at a time. Oh, that's cool. So it was cool. It was relaxing. It was fun. It was nice to just get away. I, have, I haven't had a vacation since May. Oh, you poor thing. I had one day of vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Well, we've got Hawaii coming up. Hawaii to look yeah, forward to. It's a long time in Hawaii. Uh, I was I was gonna say it's interesting because you've said you know we got to see the whole Milky Way a couple different times in the last month, uh, and it's interesting because that's a very I don't think people today think of it as the Milky Way. Oh, like is it something different? Because when we were younger, like the it, there still wasn't a, a ton of knowledge exactly about like we were in the Milky Way, like we're part of that galaxy, right? And so we I don't even know if we had great images yet because Hubble was launched in like the late seventies. Uh, and that was the first time we got really good images of other galaxies. Yeah. And got an idea of like where we exist in the Milky Way, which is just a perfect spot apparently to be able to see a lot of the galaxy. So I just don't know. It's weird to hear someone say that because I haven't heard it in years, but you've said it twice. Some old school. <laughs> what? That it's the Milky Way? Yeah. yeah. That's why I got to see the Milky Way. probably a dozen times and we saw the meteor shower. Yeah, but not and... right now on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was cool. But, and, I, I can't remember if we talked about it. I think we did on the podcast. Uh, the big earthquake in the late 90s in LA, uh, during the, the World Series where it shut everything down. That was 1989, buddy. Was that 89? It was in Oakland. So the power was out for like 24 hours and people were like calling in like UFOs. UFOs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but what it was that. is they were just actually able to see the sky. Yeah. And it was satellites. Oh, they're stuff. probably seeing all the satellites. Yeah. So that, oh, it's UFOs. And it's like, no, that's just a normal sky yeah, that there's... you've never seen in your whole life. I remember one time um, when I was working for Chart Logic, uh, our CEO, who was an actual rocket scientist, built rockets for NASA for his whole career as, a, as an engineer. Um, he took us up on the roof of one of the buildings because uh, we were going to be able to see the International Space Station and like four other major like satellite installation things uh, across the sky in like a t- 10, 15 minute long period. And it's really interesting to see those even at like just just barely at, at the beginning of dusk and you can see them and they move really, really fast. fast. Yeah. Really fast. So if it's a planet flashing... Yes. If it's a satellite, it doesn't flash, but it's just it steady. Just, it just steadily moves across the sky. And I remember when, what, what space station was it that they like crash? It wasn't a space station. It was a satellite. Well, no, it was, so it was like uh, 97, 98. 
Oh, when they allowed it to to come back in and burn up in the atmosphere. Oh, atmosphere. so it didn't crash. The one that well, they didn't crash, crash. Let it fall out of but its I remember, orbit. I remember seeing it was that. one of the Russian De- stations. That one bad the one, boy, the one that degraded. Bright. Yeah, and that came, but it was slow because of how high up it was. But I remember, I remember going out and watching that like two different nights because it took like that long. But then it to completely burn up and it's yeah, it burned up and like what was left hit the ocean. Or, I don't know, but but that was really cool to see. You wonder if the fish of like the deep sea really enjoy all the satellites all the flying into the ocean. <laughs> I don't know. That's all the plastic question. bottles that are in the ocean. Um, so uh, just a garden update, real quick. I went out to dig up potatoes this weekend. I don't there have any no potatoes. potatoes. I had the plants, just saw no plants, potatoes. and I dug up. He was so I, mad. I dug deep, and there's no potatoes. There was like one about the size of like a nickel on the bottom of one of the roots, but zero actual potatoes inside the. We didn't have. We don't have as many this year, but we still got a fair amount because that last barbecue that we did for your birthday, those were all potatoes. Yeah, I, I hadn't picked any of them yet, and so and then I went out. I'm going to go back out uh, this weekend and dig up where the rest of them should be and see if I have any. anything. I'm just going to take a shovel and dig because there were none. I did two full rows out of four that he I had came planted. In, he was so I was mad. so mad. I was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to have like homemade potatoes because I had I'd been eating stupid fast food in Vegas all week. So he's like, what do you want for dinner? And I was like, I want a steak. So we went and we got nice I'll steaks. I'll do that and I'll make and some good steak potatoes. potatoes. Mm-hmm. Steak and a potato. Thanks. No, it was <laughs> like he he made the potatoes in the Instant Pot and then he put like cheese and I, I don't know what else you put in it. it they were good. so good. Anyway, so I'm really disappointed. Like, I feel like an even better. And then we had, we've had the two zucchinis, the great big one we gave you guys. There's one on the counter that I'm trying to convince him to make bread out of. Which, That's by the it. way, the chickens devoured that oh, thing I'm in sure. about five minutes. And we've got two little cucumbers. The cucumbers, I think, will continue to produce as long as we don't have a, a quick winter. They don't have a single cucumber. We just got the thunderstorm warning on our phones. It was yeah. pouring out here just before you guys got here. We got hailed on on our pouring way over. On our way here. It's going to rain for a few days. That's good. It's supposed we to be cold to tomorrow. Clean this nasty air out. Ugh. Some red red sun this morning coming up over the horizon. Last so, night, too. When we got up to Barrel Lake on Thursday... Everything was had finally cleared out, and then Saturday, where we were on the boat, is when the fire started in Parley's. So we could uh, while we're on that's the boat, where we were by when Sean's car broke down, and the tow truck driver was like, "There's a fire that just started up there." And I said, "Well, we're not up the canyon; we're at the mouth." But so we we saw the smoke come rolling in over the lake, mm-hmm. and then by the time we left the following morning, you could from where you could barely could see. Well, it was pretty good yeah. timing then. So luckily we had two clear days, but yeah, That's and then we brutal. come down to the valley and it's like, Ugh. yeah, I'm like land. It, Vegas wasn't much better, by the way. I, I was in it. Vegas for a week and the skies were just as gray with smoke. It was that smoke's unreal. Also, did you hear that? Uh, yeah, yesterday they enacted the first uh, water use cuts from Lake Mead. Oh, I know. I knew they were coming. I just so hadn't heard. Arizona loses 25 percent of its share of water out of the Colorado River, uh, and Nevada loses seven percent. Um, and the 25% basically means the farmers that yep. were feeding off Colorado and Arizona don't have water. So we're going to, we're going to start to see the impact of, of these drought conditions well, like in, in the coming year. So food supply is going to change dramatically. Like I was watching, uh, uh an interview with a farmer and he was standing in a field like that looked in great shape of onions like i saw like acres and acres of onions and, he and said, he's like got eight days of water left yeah he's like we got a week of water left and then we don't have any water and so it's like an eight days isn't enough to bring this crop to maturity yeah the the onions will be too small to store 
and we probably won't even harvest them, and they'll just die well, here in the field. So you combine that with last year because of the COVID, we had like those potato Where farmers. Where they had to just dump all their potatoes. they couldn't ship them. So you had last year and now this year. So next year stands to be yeah. not good. And and especially if the drought continues. So And, and like Bree's like, well, can't they just water? She asked me if they could just water. I thought that when he said eight days, it was like eight days worth of water, but he had, but it's. It's irrigation water. water. They're just going to straight up turn it off in eight days. At at the time of that recording, eight days, and they're shutting it off. And and it's not like you can like, okay, well, I'm only going to save these couple acres. They just shut off the water, so it doesn't matter how much you water. You just don't have water anymore. Yeah, I saw that same interview, and so he's saying I'm probably going to lose it all, and it was like... 20, 30 acres? Oh, it was a ton. It was like, a lot. It, it was, and, and they look in great shape. Like, they would be a good harvest if you could keep watering them. But that's the reality of the drought. We're, we're really, really going to start to see those impacts. Um, so, because, I mean, when you think about, like, the Great Depression and when we had, like, the Dust Bowls the dust of the 30s, we didn't have a bunch of dams. That all happened as a result of the Great Depression. That's when Lake Mead was dammed up. That's when it was created. Well, and Lake Powell. Yeah, and most of the other reservoirs coming off the Colorado. And Hoover Dam. That was all a result of that is why they yeah. created those dams to, and, to concentrate the water so that... And they've been able to feed and create farmland where it should have been... Electricity. Yeah, for, for I mean, a century. Yeah. Oh, yeah, literally a century. Yeah, just about, right? So, anyway, I, I thought that was interesting. Um, also, uh, COVID's back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's never really gone away. But with the Delta variant, um, man. This keeps freaking me out. I keep feeling like Hawaii is going to shut down again. I, I'm definitely not stoked on what's been going on. They just did a limitation of like size of events over in Hawaii. The governor issued a, a declaration. Um, what they have said is the COVID case spikes are not from tourists, though. Well, they, they've been tra- tracking it very, very heavily, and it's it's locals picking up cases of COVID in most of those areas. Um, but that doesn't mean that flight schedules haven't been totally janky all over the place. Yeah, ours have changed two or three oh, so, times. So my mom's, so she's flying with my aunt and her cousin, their their cousin. Um, they're all older ladies, 70, 70 to 74. The Golden Girls? Yeah, kind of. I've I've made their color on our calendar gray, but they. So Sean's flying out with them on Friday because we wanted to make sure she had as much time to finish her her um, school school before break. Um, but she's coming back with us, so they're flying back together. Well, the flights all get changed, and my aunt is flying from Lehu to L.A. to Salt Lake. Fine, changed a little, not a big deal. My mom's cousin and my mom apparently they were supposed to fly from so the original Lihu to to la the original flights were lahui through to seattle, seattle to salt lake well something must have happened in the computer and it left like the seattle to salt lake flight but it put them in la so they were supposed to actually leave la and seattle at the same time yeah so they had <laughs> They had Lihui to L.A., L.A. to Seattle, Seattle to Salt Lake. But, but the, the LA flights for L.A. Flights and Seattle were leaving time. at the same time. And, uh, yeah, but that's like they changed our flight at least three times at this point. Our flight's been changed yeah. and we finally moved to an earlier flight. Well, so Chris is not comfortable with a 40-minute layover. Hell no, not for Hawaii. And so I think the Levecs are keeping theirs, but he moved ours so we'll have a longer layover but here here's the but difference. no stress of 
are we going to make it to the plane? Is our luggage going to make it on the plane? Here's the difference. If the Levesques don't make it into Hawaii until yeah, the next day, it's fine. It's not the end of they the world. They miss a day. They miss a day. They but we have Friday. Friday, we have to go get our marriage license. <laughs> yeah. We have to sign all of the paperwork for have the wedding the for, the on the, for the beach. We have to pay the final payment for the we wedding to, planner we that does all, like the officiant and all that We have that to get stuff. all the stuff for the reception that we're doing. Like we, we have a lot of stuff to do. Those first so if we're days. not there on Friday, that's, that's probably that's a big issue for us so yeah so. so yeah but that's been the case like we have other flights to la in february those have already been changed once or twice uh, but it's making me crazy because nobody seems to be getting any of the notices except chris i'm like you're telling me we're monitoring eight flights and only chris gets the emails it's not true it's not true. so our so our flights i keep getting the but for us the time slots have changed a couple times, but they've all stayed together. Yeah. And like with ours, one of our flights, they actually put us in different rows. The computer just does all that, and it just decided we didn't need to sit yeah, together. Yeah, Bree was telling me about that the other day. I, I pulled So I just ours. said, just check them when they yeah. come and just make so sure that you're far. not in... I mean, it doesn't matter if you're in chunks together, but nobody wants to sit on the plane from... Jonathan's by himself in the back. Yeah, or, or <laughs> just anybody. Jonathan like, sit by himself. I, and I'd like to... S- I'm pretty sure Heather would stick you in the back. I'd like to say that I, I, you know, I don't blame the airlines for this, but I 100% blame the airlines for this. It's their fault. Yeah. They laid off all their workers, even though they had been given money by the government to keep them. They laid them off as soon as they could, and they all went and found jobs. <laughs> Well, that's so now that's the travel my sister-in-law. She worked for Delta for, I don't know, five, six, seven years or more. They laid her off. Yeah. But she probably went and found another job somewhere. So. And now they need her back and she doesn't work for them. So <laughs> they're they're definitely uh, struggling to to staff everything. So Just watch your flights, people, if you schedule them. Just pay attention. Yeah, I've been watching mine pretty closely. Well, it's kind of hard because nobody in my family knows how to do anything. <laughs> And so clearly, like, we booked our tickets together. But then we helped Sean with hers. And then we helped the Cassie ladies. and Doran with theirs. And then we helped my mom. So we're literally monitoring everybody's flights. So I finally just, like, invited them to stuff on calendars and started a spreadsheet for them. And one person has accepted the calendar invites. I and knew, it's not my mom. I knew I was going to be taking that on when we decided to do a destination wedding. We have family. They're dumb. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, uh, I, it happens. Yeah, I have one other. I have one other thing before uh, before we get to our guest. Um, and I had a bit of an epiphany uh, the other day. Um, it was, uh, and it has to do with uh, the level of swearing on a show. <laughs> <laughs> this is a personal epiphany. I I am uh, pretty free with the swear words. Uh, if you listen to the show for any length of time. Um, sometimes I, I curb it, um, but uh, I'm generally speaking pretty loose-lipped when it comes to some of that stuff. Um, but I was listening to – so I've been listening a lot to Breaking Points. It's probably my new favorite podcast out there with uh, – They swear a lot. Um, they do, but they don't. Like they their swears are – are when they swear, it seems impactful. Um, yeah, it's just – 
most of the po- podcasts that I listen to don't, nobody swears, so it's weird. Yeah. To so, to one that does. And, and when I hear it, it doesn't catch me off guard. But, um, so, um, uh, I don't remember what his name is. Sagar, the, the, the one guy that's, uh, part of the duo took last week off to go on, uh, vacation somewhere. And, uh, they had someone fill in this, this Kyle something or other. I don't know. He's, he hosts another show with Crystal. Um, but he swears a lot. Like, I think he probably swears more than me, <laughs> but he was dropping a lot of F-bombs as he was talking. And I was like, it's actually kind of off-putting, like the amount of swears that he is saying in this. Like, I wonder if I'm that off-putting. <laughs> and, and some of it may be like content, right? So he's, they're doing much more serious content. They're yeah, talking about, content. you know what's going on in Afghanistan or the earthquake in Haiti or, and they're doing long form discussions about very serious topics. And to hear someone just flinging swear words, like more often than me was really like, Oh, I wonder. So I, maybe I had a little bit of epiphany that I, (laughs) I swear a bit too much. Make them count when you use them. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know for what that's worth. I definitely had a bit of an epiphany listening to that. Chris's epiphany. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With us this week, we have, uh, Mandy Gillen, otherwise known as Madge, um, from Pixie Feet Foot Zone. Is that your own company? It is. My very own. Pixie Feet Foot Zone. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty wow. fancy. <laughs> um, we're going to get into what that is and what you do at said company. But first, Julia is going to make you choose a tarot card. Our tarot card of the week. I love this so I much. like making guests choose them, actually. I feel better. I that way it's the death yeah, card. Yeah, because you picked the death card last time. It was very fitting. It was, We but were talking still. about all the little Native American kids dying. But it was still the death card. All the little natives it's, dying. It's hiding back here, but it's oh. this guy right here. Okay. Little, are you taking the cards out that we pull each week and like no. putting them? You should do that. But we've never pulled two cards of the it's same. A, the, you know what's going to happen next week? We're going to pull the pull death, death card, card again. again. Well, be as it. long as we don't pull the death card today. All right. So today we have the seven of wands. The words are endurance, attack, fighting for beliefs, perseverance, and mounting a defense. Ooh la la. I thought you said seven of ones initially. It's the John Henry and folk I was, tale. And I was like, that's just seven. Seven of nine. Seven ones is just seven. Why of wands. I know, I get it. So now it's a nerdy Bibbidi card. Bibbidi bobbidi like it. Yeah. Wands like are great. Little magic Walkus items. pocus locus or whatever they say on Harry Potter. I have no idea. Walkus pocus locus? <laughs> Close enough. Can what we make that? The, Harry, can that was, be the title? <laughs> so I watched. Walkus pocus I saw the first Harry Potter. I got about 10 minutes into the second, and I'm like, I can't do this, and I haven't seen What is anything. wrong with you? Even Chris likes Harry Potter. I'm yeah, weird. they're great, dude. I don't. I couldn't do it. There's that something wrong with you. Even Chris likes <laughs> I can't it? be your friend anymore. It sounds like the, if you, you think walkus locus pocus is like a magic thing, it sounds like you were watching a knockoff version of Harry Potter. You know how when, <laughs> Maybe like, that's why you don't like it? The knockoff you know, the knockoff version. version. Well, you know when like the- They're all naked. There's like blo- when blockbuster movies come out- <laughs> Like I'm a I'm an oh, avid Redbox fan, and so like you go to Redbox, and like there'll be a movie coming out the theaters, right. like Frankenstein's son, and then like Frankenstein's kid will be in the Redbox, which is just like some garbage. And everybody's like, "Oh, it's that show," and then it's not stepchild. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they produced it in like two months in someone's basement. That sounds like the kind of Harry Jeremy Potter. was watching Perry Perry Hotter Perry instead Hotter. of 
Turn Harry Hotter. Harry Patter. Harry Harry Hotter. Everybody was naked. I was very confused. It was P-A-U-T-T-E-R. Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) It was all dogs and cats. It was Harry Potter. Doesn't Las Vegas have some like Harry Potter parody play that they do? It's probably. It's like the Harry Potter or something like that. They have everything in Las Vegas. That's what you saw. Maybe that's what I saw. That's what you saw. I don't know. They've got like for their mystical creatures, it's like a house cat with a unicorn horn on its head, like taped to it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like duct tape. It's like the it's like the dog and how the Grinch stole Christmas, and with they the, just tie the, the horn to the dog. <laughs> but that's impressive. <laughs> and like like the professor dude's just a lunch lady with no teeth. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, lunch lady. So, so this has nothing to do with you. <laughs> no. So, but thanks for pulling the seven it's of wands. The potted potter. Potted Did you take potter. pictures of your potted potter? Yes. To post? Yes. Your potted potter to Gross. post? Okay. All right. So the first question your we daughter, ask. daughter, don't say stuff like that. <laughs> we ask every guest is, what month were you born in, Madge? September. The best oh, month of all. Wow, September, so baby. Beginning of September or end? The middle. The 17th. The middle. So, the you, middle. so your parents had a Christmas party. Or a New Year's party. That they went to. Or and you were the they, result a of high it. school Christmas dance. Yeah, high school Christmas. Were they that yeah. young? Mama 16. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There it so, is. So, yeah. They what's, were... the, what's the Christmas dance called? It's the winter formal? Winter formal. That easily could have been it. What? Fabulous. Winter formal, baby. Winter formal. Is that a Utah thing? Because that was it's not. It's an everywhere no. thing. It's just not a It's an everywhere town. but Utah thing. No, everywhere but Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. That was not a dance in Wyoming. There was a winter dance, but it was like. That was usually Sadie Hawkins. Because there was nowhere in Wyoming that, to buy okay. a formal dress. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong, if I'm being honest. Like, if you wanted a good prom dress, you had to drive Dude, to Utah. Your brother and his wife come down here to look for swimsuits because there's not a choice. Like, where do you think that they're going to find a formal? They got like Walmart in <laughs> Green River and Rock Springs. You know, that's where the duct tape formals came from was Wyoming because they didn't have anything else. Oh, yeah. Wyoming sucks. Um, <laughs> just, we'll just... Except for that one corner that's really pretty. So were you uh, were you born here? Did your parents go to high school in Utah, I take it, for yes. winter formal? Born and raised in good old Lehigh, Utah. Lehigh. Lehigh. So Footloose yes. Roller Mills? Heck yes, it was. Is yeah. Footloose still the best movie ever? No. No, it's Harry Potter. Oh. It was never the best <laughs> right. movie ever. That's the quote I was looking for. What? It was, was never. Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like, is Footloose still the best movie ever? And everybody looks at him. No, it never was. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that in a so while. So you're only high, 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 high. Yes, I was a good old pioneer. Sure was. A Lehigh pioneer. I was. So grew up in Lehigh, and are you still in Lehigh? Did you move away from that area? Or are you still just recently? There? Just recently moved to Eagle Mountain. That, you're still. Well, in that's Lehigh. still Lehigh. That's so like. So. That's like. Lehigh West, basically. <laughs> Lehigh West. I'm going to tell people that. Where do you live? Lehigh West. West Side. The West Side. No, you don't want to say that because that's where oh. the bad people live. Hey, and Sarah- we live on the West Side. Yeah, we live in Gangland. I don't well, know how many no. times I need to cover Gangland this. Gangland is over there. Yeah, it's on the. Uh, it's literally here. on the opposite side of our neighborhood. We still live in Gangland. When you hear about the gunshots that happened by Kearns High, it's just, just over there. Down the road. Oh, my stars. But okay. nothing ever happens up here. That's because you live in Candyland. And actually, Saratoga, Saratoga Springs and Eagle Mountain are like the nicer part of Lehigh. Yeah. Because Lehigh proper is not really great anymore. It's just like a bunch of corporate offices. It's really quite sad, <laughs> to tell you the <laughs> honest true. truth. Well, yeah. Main Street Lehigh still got a tiny bit of charm left. Yeah. Lockus, yes. pockus, lockus, charm. You, 
You can't keep, you can't keep saying Every that. Every time you say that, you totally stop just, the whole podcast. Everyone just stops and stares Maybe at you like, what? My new the, intro the last thing. time I was on Main Street in Lehigh, it was starting to look more like Midvale Main Street, which is dumpy. a bunch of dumpy, dilapidated buildings that didn't have businesses in them. Is it dilapidated or dilapidated? Yes. It's whatever I say. So, <laughs> Lehigh. So you went to Lehigh High? I did. Lehigh, Lehigh High. High. Is that really the name of it? Lehigh High? It is Lehigh High. Truth. How else are you gonna, what else truth. are you going to call it? It's a high school. Yeah, but you could just call it not Lehigh High School. You could just call it like but that's Utah what it is. County High or something. Lehigh High. Or like <laughs> Lehigh just, City High School or something. That name is just terrible. <laughs> Lehigh High. You know, it wasn't bad being <laughs> Lehigh a Lehigh High. <laughs> Nephi High. Lehigh High. Lehigh High. Nephi High. It's dilapidated, yeah. just so you know. Our audience hates us right now. <laughs> it really, really okay, so uh, graduate from high school. Then went to college. I didn't. Your I married my high school college. sweetheart right out of high school. Nice. And where did you go from there? Stayed in Lehigh, or did stayed? You... Yep, stayed in Lehigh. Yep. And I, I wanted to be a massage therapist, but I didn't pursue that. I just ended up getting married. And did you have kids? I have two kids. I have two girls. Me too. I have two beautiful girls. Um, one's 23. <gasps> Me too. She's married and mine amazing. isn't married. She's dating someone seriously, but she's, I don't think she'll get married anytime soon. And my other one's 21. And my other one's 19. And she's getting married in September. So it's basically the so same. You she's your buddies. You guys yeah. are the same person. Same, same, the same person. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So I just, yep. And then I was just, I don't want to say just a mom because a mom is a job in itself, right? I couldn't do it. I could not be a stay-at-home mom. However, it's a dad much. is not a job in and of itself. You're just kind of there and you do what people tell you to, sort of. Yeah, but that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do I have to tell you? Well, I don't. Okay. I say this, like, just on behalf of other women. I don't ever have to tell you to do anything. But, like, when you have to tell the person to do something that's fairly obvious, that's the problem. But being a, like, being a stay-at-home mom is different, like, than just yeah, being a it's hard. Mom. It's a lot, well, cause It is hard. A, a lot of people don't think about this, like, we have daycares for kids now. They and cost as much as a mortgage, though. They're expensive, but, like, you, your kids have to be well, taken care of. think about it. Of. You're leaving probably your most valued possession there. You really want it to be, like, Walmart uh, price. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. I don't know about this most valued possession thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's definitely questionable, in my opinion. And also, I, I'm just fine. I grew up without daycare. I grew up. He's just, fine. And your brother only. He's so normal. Just and look your, at him. And your brother only destroyed like five toilets and when he was five. went to prison four times? Three times. Three times. So three, only went to prison three well, times. Well, three and a half because he went to jail Got, no, the one time. No, no, no. Juvie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you can't start counting jail. <laughs> if you count or, jail, or, there's not enough numbers on your body like digit wise to count how many times yeah. that kid's been in jail. So. <laughs> he's all he's all good now though. Yeah, he's much better. I don't think he's been in jail in like five years. He's good. Oh, it's longer than that because he and so. Misty he hasn't been in jail since he and Misty have been together, and that, I think that, that they've been be together like Christmas eight years. Card. Yeah. Merry Christmas! I haven't been to jail in five yeah. years. <laughs> Merry Christmas! No bar fights this year. <laughs> but awesome. I I came out fine. That's what I'm saying. Is like we're basically the same age and we're just very different. Um, so I don't know, but I definitely if I would have had a stay at home mom. I guarantee I would be a different person than I am now. 
But it is. It's a lot of work because when you are a stay-at-home mom, you're doing all the work that the daycare people do. Plus, you don't get a break. Like it, well, and at five you're still expected to clean your house. And yeah, at five o'clock, the daycare people get to say, "I'm done with kids for the day. I can go home and relax unless I have my own kids, and then that's your fault." But, <laughs> <laughs> but a mom doesn't get to do that. You know, if she's a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad. Uh, at the end of the day, the kids are still there. They don't go anywhere. They're still there. You still have to take care of them. They still wake you up early in the morning. I yes. keep leaving, but when I come back, they're still there. <laughs> I never come back. Do they? Do your kids still live with you? No, they don't. They actually... Well, I mean, the married both, one they, hopefully doesn't. Yeah, not. the married one... Well, she moved out right after she graduated high school in November, like right after, and then my youngest... I, she graduated, what, two years ago, and she moved out like three months later. Moved in with her boyfriend, fiance, and so yeah, we're empty nesters. Well, we do. I don't know if we can say empty nesters because really five dogs. Well, we have two Four cats meals. and we have two cats up. and two dogs and five? we're still empty nesters. What kind of doggies do you five have? dogs? Five dogs. Do you have a pack of dachshunds? You know what? No well, no. We have <laughs> we have we have a a gangle of dogs. We have um we start with Let's see. We have a, a Great Dane. Ooh, and he, I'm jelly. You have five dogs and one of them's a Great Dane? Uh-huh. Well, maybe two Please of them. tell me the others are tiny. you live on a ranch? Um, you just, I mean, we could have more property. That would be awesome. But no. <laughs> I wish we lived on a ranch. But no. But yeah, we have a Great Dane. And then we have a Aussie uh, Australian Shepherd and a mix we have a little mix cute little thing and then we have so like 40 50 pounds ish yeah yeah and then we have a english mastiff pit mix oh wow my boyfriend would be so jealous and he's old he's he's our he's our grandpa dog he's 14 so he's he's old guy that's really old that's old for a big dog yeah he's and he's super cute super sweet but very temperamental so is he big like mastiff or he's more pit side he's more pit so like 70 60 70 uh he's about 115 oh. pounds. Probably. So he's you're so talking small. you're talking like male like large pit. Yeah. yeah. So you got two horses. Yep. Three well we have we have one, two, three, four. We have five mules. So you have so actual mules. So one of them so is no, a mini wait, mule. Wait, we get back we to were the dogs. joking about oh, the dogs. Oh, 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 but back to the dogs. But we, we stopped have at three. So we stopped at three the and then two? we have a shih tzu. Okay. And and she's super cute. And then we have a party Yorkie, and he weighs four pounds. Okay. So you, you have had, got the gamut. There was one yeah. of those when my daughter was in cheer that people were just passing around. They're so cute. Yeah. So how does the teeny tiny one do with the bigger ones? You know what? They're they're best friends. They do good. They do. They actually do really good. Now the grandpa Rufus, he's he's grouchy. the grandpa and grouchy, and he can only be out with them for a certain amount of time. Our little, that he's little one that you saw, old. he's that, he's that same age and he is just so grouchy. Yeah. I think he just hurts and is just like, don't touch leave me. me alone. I'm here. Why, why are you in my space? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's our little one. Yeah. She's new though. She's just two. That's why she has so much energy. And yeah. That's how, that's how my Dane is. My Dane's two. And then the Aussie, he's like six months old. Wow. I feel like these big ones do really well with small. We watched their, their, uh, Chawini and she loved him, but she had a, a guinea pig did you say babe they were doing with guinea pigs today today at her day camp and oh. they said she did amazing with it i'm like because she's used they to being around her all with of these a guinea pig mm-hmm. she's so kind i'd be Julia. so scared Art. no 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 like like <laughs> trusting a big dog that you're watching for other people with someone else's pet Art. and be like yeah we'll just Art. put them together and they don't eat each other so we're gonna interview awesome. our trainer and they are awesome i 
I think that there's a strange fear of large dogs eating small animals, but they don't. They I mean, don't. it's it's so very rare. They're they're usually very curious about them. Well, okay. So our next door neighbor, a couple next door neighbors ago, yeah. Um, they had uh, an English Mastiff, uh, and he would get out and uh, go to the top of the street where the neighbors at the top of the street had chickens that they just let free roam around the front yard. Like, they didn't have a gate to the backyard, and the coop was in the backyard, and they just free roam around the front yard. <laughs> English Mastiff, every time he got out, go up he there and ran up there and ate a chicken. But, but we had a but pit bull at the time. of the chicken. crying Indian right now. Yeah. But we had a pit bull at the time, and these neighbors had chickens, and every once in a while, one would They'd fly over the, fence, over the fence, and she'd be like, oh, dear, what is wrong around. with you? And she'd just follow it around until we were like, what is the dog? Do? Oh, there must be a chicken in the yard. Never, ever heard him. That's good. Because she just, she was just gentle. That's what I just, most dogs are dicks though. No. Well, we had a Weimariner and I she, when she passed, she was 15 and my daughter had a guinea pig. So you say guinea pig and this, this was kind of funny. She doesn't think it's very funny, but, um, <laughs> my oldest was supposed to be watching her cause she's curious and she ran downstairs to answer the door. And when she came back up, Daisy had opened the, the door to the cage because Wimes are smart. She could yeah, get in and out so of our house. Smart. Like she could open the doors, any all crazy things. She can too. And she had licked this cute little guinea pig to death, like mauled it to death. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, Meh! and so we came home <laughs> and my husband and I didn't know what to do. But when you mean to death, it wasn't actually dead, right? Oh no, it no, was dead. She's oh, talking God. dead. That's she why she like, went, like, scared like, it to like, death. Like, like licked it. Like it no, was like, like it was too parted. much. It was just all too much. And tongue was too strong. Tongue was too strong. Their tongues are big. So we, put it back in its kennel in its little cage <laughs> and we just pretended we didn't know what happened oh my god oh, and we couldn't because we didn't have the heart to tell her she was like she was up. like nine years old and we just didn't know what to say so we just didn't say you're like it just passed away uh-huh and we we're like oh honey i'm sorry and she was like oh so she was sad she just found out a couple of years ago and we were in the doghouse <laughs> oh yeah of course you were that is messed up <laughs> didn't to say we were so sad and we were like oh that dog was like our best friend the whole time too yeah the it betrayal. was yeah the betrayal and yeah they don't know but that's why you watch them with little stuff but usually they don't hurt anything like we had when we had our pit bull before her we got our two little kittens you know and they're they're like you know the size of a giant grapefruit and she would just lick them all up and down one side until they were just they would just be just soaked on one side with just saliva but they loved yeah. it. And they loved it. They well, absolutely like loved this it. one and the cat that's over here, the the gray cat that is the only one that comes out for people, they will just sit and like she'll go up to the cat and just shove her face in the cat's face until the cat starts licking her. Yeah. She just loves getting bathed See, by the cat. They can be best of friends. They oh, really they totally can are. Be. Yeah. She's actually better with little creatures. Um I think bigger creatures kind of she's like, but I'm big. And it kind of throws her off a little bit. So they're they're doing that. They're okay, so you have five dogs and like a whole bunch of other farm animals. And some mules. And mules. And mules. Five mules. mules. Five mules. You know, my husband grew up with mules. Good Lord. And so when we dated, we rode mules. I grew up with horses. Like my grandpa had horses and things, but. Is a mule, totally is, different. Is riding totally a mule different. like a substandard version of a horse? <laughs> See, it's like the wish version of a horse. <laughs> it's, you know what? It is. They are. They're just not the same. They're not the same. It's they're like they're, what they're you ordered and then what you got. Further and 
I don't know. It's like when you're like, okay, let's go ride go-karts, and they put you in one that's governed at like 10 miles an hour around a It's like at Disneyland, the cars at Disneyland that don't go over five <laughs> yeah. miles an hour. And they have the tracks but that's to in, them. That's interesting, mules. Like what, other than like just going out and riding a mule every once in a while, what are, what, what do you do with mules? What we can go on pack rides. So like my husband is a hunter, so... Oh, does he take the so meals up he, to do like packing out animals and stuff? He, he has, yes. Like, especially when we were in high school and stuff, he did that a lot with all of his buddies. We just recently got our mules. We just, um, got two in September and then we got our mini in November and then we just got two more. So, wow. That's yeah. So there's, it's a, it's a I think great adventure, cute. but it's, it's definitely one of those things that you can totally just relax and just be in the mountains and, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love all the things. I love the side-by-sides. I love going fast. I love the need for speed. But there's just something that when you're up in the mountains and you're just riding them, that it's just very relaxing and just hmm. zen, I guess. For me, that's that's what I can say is it just is very relaxing. So back to the storyline. Back to the storyline. Let's do it. We're in the storyline. We're talking yeah. about our mules. Well, we are talking about the mules. So, <laughs> so, so we need to now get bridge the gap of how you bridge got the gap. to where you are now. So you're yes. a stay-at-home mom. I'm sure you're doing all the things that stay-at-home moms do. The like foot zoning, all things. No. Not yet. The volunteering yet. and the PTA. Yeah, I was gonna say the, I, I wear so many hats. I wear so many hats that I can honestly say that I completely lost myself as a person. So you were super involved with your kids' lives. I really was. PTA, I, I was. Mom, all the things. Yeah, Girl Scouts, cheerleading coach. Like I, I did all of the things that I lost that piece of me. And um, I, everybody could see it and I could see it, but I put it on the good face. I painted my face on every morning and it was just go time, right? Until I just couldn't do it anymore. And I um, started a weight loss journey and it was amazing. And... Um, I was feeling really good. And so my husband was like, Hey, let's, I need to get on this train. Right. Um, so my husband had a weight loss surgery and we were living our best lives. It was, it was amazing. Our journey was fabulous. And, um, until it wasn't because my husband got super sick. He ended up being in that one, two percentile that they talked to you about with the risks mm. and everything that could happen. And he lost his weight super quickly. Um, we were going to an internist up at the University of Utah and they kept taking his blood and putting him on vitamins and changing his diet and more protein and more this and more that. And he was so, so sick that his organs were literally shutting down. Oh, no. um, but they didn't know why. And I had a really good friend that said, have you tried maybe foot zone therapy, acupuncture, acupressure, anything in more of the holistic side of things? And I said, I know for a fact he won't do acupuncture. Like needles, hell no. Then I thought, I don't know about acu, I mean, yeah, acupressure. He's not one, especially because he's lost weight. I didn't really know much about it with, he wouldn't even get a massage. So I was like, no, but a fancy foot rub? You betcha. So I looked it up and there's not a lot of information on it, but I found a gal that zoned and we went and we started to see her. So that's the lingo. And that's is a zone. You, a zone. A I'm a zoner. zoner. That's what they call it is a zoner. <laughs> yes. And um, we started going and he went for about four weeks and his color started coming back and he started feeling better. And we went on a vacation to Hawaii and about two days before we came home, he started getting really sick again. And I thought, okay, well, we got to go home and I'll get you an appointment. 
And at this point, I didn't understand how it worked. I didn't know what it was doing. I just knew it was working. Same thing. He started going back and he started feeling better, went on a hunt. He went to Canada, again, came home super sick. And at this point, I was like, I can do this for you. Like, I go with you to every appointment. Like, I can go to school for you. I can do this. Um, and so I did. And I didn't really understand, again, why it worked, how it worked, what was working, but I just knew that it was. And so I searched the school that the lady went to. She gave me the information, and I went to Logan, and I went to school. It was We Do Feet Seminars is the school that I went to. And um, Brianne Knoll, Brianna Knoll was my my teacher, my instructor. And it just grew from there. And I did have that aha moment. I just don't know when you want me to talk to you about that aha moment <laughs> on why it worked and how it worked. I mean, really? we probably need to talk about a, what it is. The mic is yours. Yeah, we probably need to talk about what it is. Well, like, cause you brought up, I mean, you brought up, so we can, uh, holistic medicine is, a. Uh, some people believe in it and some people think it's garbage and it encompasses so much stuff. So you had talked about acupuncture, acupressure, like that's, that's not even just holistic. That's far East medicine. They've been right. practicing that for thousands of years. Thousands of years. And, yes. and, uh, I think acupuncture is fantastic. I had it done on a cruise ship and I was like, this is great. I should do it. Not on the cruise ship though. Where it's really <laughs> expensive. Well, like, she, well, yeah. even the lady on the cruise ship was like, you know, you probably, if you really want to do this, you should probably actually like do this on shore. Usually we do acupuncture for people that like already have prescribed treatments they're going through just to continue them. But acupuncture, I felt great afterwards. Like it was fantastic. Um, but there's other parts of like holistic medicine where people are like, well, I've got cancer. Okay. You know, eat this. Eat root five banana with, peels. <laughs> yeah. Or, and a slug. or try this peppermint oil mm-hmm. and that'll, that'll cure you. Um, so, I mean, I, it encompasses so much, um, but there are clearly things that actually work inside of that sphere. And there's also a bunch of snake oil inside of that, that sphere as well, I think, overall. I um, but for you, you know, you're, you're specifically focused at this point on the feet and something that's feet. helping your husband very clearly, very visibly. Correct. So, yes. so how do you, like, you're going through school. Is that when you have an aha moment of how it works? Yeah. Or? Well, I, I just started going to school and it wasn't the first month of class, but it was the second month. And we went over it the first month, but it was like, oh, my stars. Foot zone therapy, we work on the four bodies. We work on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. That's just what we do. And so what was happening is um, when she was going in and working on the bodies, she was releasing the mental blockages, which is stress. He owns his own business. Um, every two weeks, it's payroll. He is a stuffer of his emotions, stuff, stuff, stuff. And um, those that those blockages were causing his organs to shut down. So a mental, right, a mental, which is, is stress related was actually causing a physical problem. Same with our emotions, emotional, you know, our emotions can turn into a physical issue if we do not clear those blockages. And so that's why all of a sudden it was like, oh my hell, this is why this is working. And that's why if he wasn't getting zoned and it was, had been, you know, a couple of days and it was close to payroll, that is why. And it's because he was a stuffer of these emotions. So when he was heavier and he stuffed his emotions, they could hide. They were easier to hide. When he had lost all of his weight, there was nowhere for that blockage to go it so it just had to attack 
his liver and his kidneys. The energy basically that he was focusing on it. It was. Yeah. And so when I would go in and I would release those, it would release and he would feel better. So that was my aha. So when I first started zoning, I was just going to do it for him. Like it was just, that was my focus. I needed to make him feel better. I'm here. But if you were to ask me, foot zone therapy saved my husband's life. I know without a doubt they were going to put him on a feeding tube. It was bad. Yeah, that sounds crazy to to have such a turnaround from something. I can tell you I'm an avid fan of foot rubs. Um, <laughs> not just because <laughs> yep. they feel good, but the feet are a gateway to the rest of the body in dealing with so many different things in your body. And you talked about specifically about the four uh, four different zones and and you were the, mm-hmm. you know the the mental zone was what was helping your husband you think um what are the other zones that that you deal with in foot zoning as a zoner so it's interesting that you say that cuz there is there are four actual zones so part so if you break your foot into four different sections right the outside of the foot is zone 1 area 1 the top of the foot is area two, right? Zone two with the inside is area three and the bottom of the foot is area four. But um, what it is basically is, so there's the four zones, but they work the whole body in its entirety. So that is the difference. I'll just say that that's the difference is we work the whole body in its entirety. And so we work the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body and the spiritual body. So what I look for when I am in the zone um, is I look for blockages. And, um, every zoner is different in how they feel things because we're all, we're all different. Our gifts are all different. Um, and so for me, a physical thing, I can feel like little grains of sand, little like pieces of rice or crunchies. I call them crunchies or rice krispies. Like, and you can actually feel so them. Like when you're rubbing, you can feel like. You can feel it. Hmm. Yep. And you can feel scar tissue and women that have IUDs, you can actually feel the IUD. Women that have had their tubes tied or, um, maybe somebody that has, um, some metal, like a rod in their knee or in their leg, you can actually feel that in the feet. Um, well, she could feel that in his feet because it's in his ankle. <laughs> He's got right. a rod in his ankle. Huh? So you can feel that in the ankle. I have, I have hardware in my knee, but you can actually feel that in the foot, in the knee signal. Right. Um, so you can just, so there's a lot of things physically that I can pick up on and we work through that as well. Um, mentally and emotionally, um, for me, my hand pinches. I get a really sharp pain goes through my thumb all the way up into my shoulder. Well, it starts my sh- in my thumb. It goes up to my wrist. And then depending on how intense or how traumatic this emotion is, um, it will go clear up into my shoulder. So that's how I know. And then we just, we work through there. Hmm. We, we work the energies that way. So you said physical, mental, emotional, so, and what was the other one? And spiritual. spiritual. Well, so are the zones, you numbered them, are those tied to those four Things they're or, not. Okay. They're that they're that's just the order in which we learn the zone and the areas. Um they're not. And in fact, spiritual, I'm gonna so let me I'm gonna jump to spiritual real quick and then I'll jump back to that. But spiritual, a lot of people are like, Oh my stars, is it my relationship with my higher power or God or whatever your verbiage is? Not necessarily. The spiritual is your spirit, your soul, your your inner spirit, right? It's 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 that. Um, and we believe it or not, we all have blockages. We do in, in all four of those areas. Um, I can say I won't find something that is not ready to be released. 
Does that make sense? So like if you were to come to me and you were to say, find what you find, right? Whatever comes up is your body is saying, your body, soul, heart, everything is saying, I'm ready to let this go. This is no longer serving me. I won't find it. I I won't find something that is hidden or trapped in the heart wall unless we do some major energy work because I just won't find it because it's not willing to just come forward. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I work a lot with energies um, as well. And so I combine me personally as a zoner. um, I pull a lot of emotion from people, a lot of emotional blockages, a lot of trauma, a lot of things like that come forward. And it's really quite amazing to hear and see and just, you know, witness, you know, their healing journey. And so from a literally, are you working the foot kind of like a massage? That's probably not the right word, but you're, you're, yes. So we, we do, um, we have like a walking drill where we move our thumb and like a, Almost like if you were to draw swirlies on a page, right? Like with a pen, like around and around and like loop-de-loos, right? That's like a walking drill. Um, we do like a drill drill that I call a lollipop because it seriously is like almost like a swirl that goes around and around and around like that. Um, um, and so, and that's a, that's a drill. And so there's a walking drill, there's a regular drill, and then there's, there's some energetic movements with the hand as well. And so each, again, each sonar is different in where they feel their energy. I feel my energy right across, um, right across the top of my, the palm of my hand, like not, I'm sorry, not the palm, like right underneath the fingers, like where we get calluses. Yeah, I guess that's what you would call it. Yeah. So that's where I feel mine. Um, and so, yeah, and there's just a couple of different motions that way, but they all, they all go together. Does that, if that makes sense. Um, so on the outside of the foot, we have, um, the lymph drain, the leg, the hips, the sciatic. Um, we have the female. So we have like, um, we have the fallopian tubes. We have, um, we have the shoulder. Um, and then again, more lymph drains. Lymph drains are super important. And then on the top of the foot, we work, um, the jaw, the head, the muscles of the face, all of, all those, the teeth, the sinuses, all of those crazy awesome things, right? The inside of the foot is, um, we work the female and the male reproductive systems. Um, the spine is on the inside of the foot. Um, and then on the back of the foot is all those organs, all of those things that reflexology has been known for, right? Um, and it's been amazing. So we have the eyes and the heart and the, all of those awesome things, intestines, kidneys, stomach, pancreas. So you were saying before we started, there's a big difference between reflexology and zoning. So can you explain that a little bit? Kind of yes. what is that difference? Yes. Um, I'm just going to make it super simple and easy. That's good. That's what we need. Okay. Reflexology is more of a symptomatic approach. Okay. They go in and it's a symptomatic and it's done on the bottoms of the feet. Okay. Is that where they put like, and a lot pressure, of pressure points? And, yes. And that's where... It sounds you, like it would hurt. If you, if it you, can, if yes. If they do it with acupuncture, that's kind of the same thing. Cause I, I, exactly. I know they do acupuncture on the foot. So same thing. You're hitting those particular... Particular pressure points. Pressure points. Yes. And so... And that reflexology is a lot of pressure. Um, and so it's more of a symptomatic approach where foot zone therapy is um, we work the body in its entirety. Um, and what our main goal is, is to put the body into a full state of balance. 
um, so we can run on like our gas tank is full. Right. And a lot of people explain it to me as if they're walking on a cloud, like after they're done, they just feel refreshed, renewed and just ready to go. Um, we have 10 invisible meridians in our body. And these, these meridians, if you picture are a 10 lane highway starting at our head and going out down through our hands and out through our feet. Um, and so we look at it like that. And what happens if we have a wreck on the freeway? Backs everything up. Backs everything up, right? And then other cars try to start to go out and around. And maybe we'll cause another accident, right? Same type of a thing in the body. So if we have, let's do a physical first, right? We injure our knee, right? We have to have surgery. We get it fixed, right? So we're healing there. Um, the body is not in a full state of balance. It's trying to heal. So things are starting to back up. Scar tissue is starting to form. Other things are starting to back up. So maybe our hip starts to hurt. Then maybe it goes up into our sciatic and it goes into our back, right? And it can just keep moving up that way. Or it can start, we have a knee injury. It can move down, right? It can move down into our actual ankle, into our feet, right? Um, And so basically I am the cleanup crew. That's the easiest way to describe it is I'm the cleanup crew. I go and remove those blockages. Some blockages, um, especially if we have a physical injury, our emotions will attach to those because it is a weaker point in our body. So newer emotions tend to go there. But um, emotions, it's kind of like peeling an onion, right? right. We're not going to get it all in one. Certain traumas, yes. And we can get to the root and pull it out. Um, but but two sessions that covers the whole thing. <laughs> that- yes. My goal, I will say to you, my goal is to not have somebody have to just keep coming back over and over and over and over. Um, at first it may be more frequent. Um, and then over time it may be quarterly or, you know, just when they feel their body is, is out kind of, of a out maintenance. Of balance. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I like, again, I tie in a lot of, um, energy work with my zones. Um, but when, you know, so my zones are, are a little deeper involved, but so for instance, my husband, right. He's one that's like, don't talk emotions, right? You just do your thing and I'm just going to put my feet up here and you just be quiet and zone my feet. Okay. And I do. And I'll just cry through my toes. Right, right. Yes. And I set the intentions of releasing and letting go what's no longer serving him. And he will, does he still feel the effects? Absolutely. Is he releasing and letting go all of the stuff? Probably not. I can only release and let go of some of the things. And so sometimes things will come back and will kick you out of that full state of balance. So the, the average person that comes to you, what are they coming to you for? I mean, and I, I realize everybody's going to be different, mm-hmm. but in general, what are people coming to you for? I feel like crap, fix it. Is that? A lot of the time, yeah. A lot of the time it is. And some people say say that exact stuff. Some people will sit down in my chair and they'll be like, you tell me what you find. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the testing. I'm that kind of person. Yeah. Yeah, like I, you just do your thing and let me know what you find. See, and I love that kind of person, but this kind of there's there's also the kind of people that are like it's a test. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say it's no, kind of like when like you test the tarot the card yeah, reader. You yeah, know, like, like uh huh. Well, I, I have. A don't ask me that question because you're you know yeah. right. No, you got to give them the artistic liberty. No, because yeah. because <laughs> when she's doing the the foot zoning, she's like, oh, I sense there's some trout 
da, da. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you have a mother. I'm sensing you have a you, mother. Sensing <laughs> you were born on your birthday. <laughs> right, right. I will say the most common, especially recently, a lot of people hold a lot of emotion in their knees and in their hips. Um, the right, not always, but rule, good rule of thumb is right side is for ourself. Left side is when we hold for other people. Right side is masculine. Left side is feminine. Um, and in that, in the knee, um, it is fear, fear of the future, hmm. fear of moving forward, fear of taking that next step, which also in the hip, the same type of a thing, feeling unbalanced, right? Um, not accepting self situation or life. Um, and feeling stuck. And so a lot of people feel if it's not for themselves, they feel it for their children. And so their left knee will hurt often. Um, especially if all of a sudden out of the blue, their knee is hurting and they, they haven't injured it by in any, but they have this deep fear for one of their children or a loved one or even themselves. They're feeling stuck in their job. They're not sure which direction in life to go that that can show up in the knee. And so basically it's just kind of by asking questions and um, they really answer. I just am the tool, right? I, so they I, come to you and they say, my knee hurts and I don't know why. And that's what you start with. We, if they, if they come with a specific, yes, hmm. absolutely. We will, we'll go start in, in order. And we'll, when we get to the knee signal, we'll see what we find. And um, again, I can tell by what I'm feeling, um, you know, and I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose. I can't Let prescribe. Yeah. You know, I can't do, I'm not, you know, 300 grams of meth. Right. Right. I can't, you know, wow. I can't be doing that stuff. Quite wow. a bit. That That's is a lot of methamphetamine. That, that is. That is. <laughs> That's going to keep Holy you up. Uh, clean Obviously up she's not a while. doctor. Ooh, right. meth. Ooh, Ooh meth. meth. Right. I don't eat and I don't sleep, but I got the cleanest house on the street. Ooh, meth. meth. <laughs> it's a real, it's we a play, real we played that PSA for, for Julia a couple weeks ago. Oh, just like that the was like brain. on my second episode. Um, yeah. Oh, it's such a good song. <laughs> That's awesome. It's free. The video's freaky. Oh, it's so good. So on average, and maybe this is something you can answer, how many times do people come? How many sessions? How many to, sessions do they come? In general. You know, the majority, I'm just going to say the majority of the people come anywhere between four to six weeks. That is, that's the that average. That seems to help them to, to move on and right. feel for better. The, for the first, I would say probably for the first six months, it's probably like that for them, like the first six sessions. And then it kind of starts to spread out. And because here's my goal, my goal as far as getting them into that full state of balance for one, but I also in the zone when we do, we're doing the energy work and we're doing that inner healing and we work through um, some of those traumas and different things. I like to teach them different techniques and different tools that they can use on their own. So when things come up, they know how to process a lot of the time. Um, what I'm finding and even through with myself on this journey is that um, there are so many different emotions and we don't understand what we're feeling. And so by taking the time to teach them how to break that emotion down to get to the root cause, um, sometimes it's just, it's, it's just that one particular time and it's something that they can do over and over and over again. And they're starting to find that peace. And so instead of becoming a blockage, mm -hmm. 
um, they're able to release it right when it's happening. So like when a little kid gets upset about something, but they're too young to understand why or how to deal with it. It's the same with adults. Who, exactly. Who get frustrated with things, but just don't know how to deal with it. Right. So we're just kind of teaching them how to self-manage so that they can take care of it on their own later on. Yes. When they have the same problem over yes. and over. Gotcha. Yes. Because remember, like when, when we have a trauma, right, we have a trauma, like our DNA is written in our bodies, right? When that trauma, because... It, it's a traumatic event, right? And so for us, there's a saying, and I'm, I'm reading a book and it's amazing and it's called Becoming Supernatural. And I don't know the author. I can't remember. That's all right. So people have Google in their pockets. Google it. Google it. <laughs> and he talks about how, um, realistically, like, um, our past can write our future. And that's because our traumas, we don't mean to, but they're so traumatic. That anytime, say, something happens and we're fear, that is it. Yes. Joe Dispen- Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza is his name. Thank you. Um, but because it's such a traumatic event and all of those emotions are attached to it, that if anytime we ever feel any of those other emotions, our body automatically kicks back into the trauma mode. And so that's why if we don't work through these, right? Um, so we work through these emotions or work through these blockages in the bodies. Um, we are, that's, it's writing our future for us. So we need to really release and let go of those. So for me, I always tell people like, I pull a lot of emotion. Like a lot of massage therapists out there, they're all different, right? Um, they all have different uses. They all have different things that they're really good at. And me, I pull emotion. That's just that's just what I do. So I, I have a, a serious but probably stupid question. No questions are stupid. <laughs> oh, there are stupid uh, questions. You haven't heard of <laughs> Yeah, listen to this uh, podcast. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, Jeremy well, was trying to cast spells well, in some strange language. So. <laughs> in bad movie language. Um if someone's like, let's say they've gone to it through a treatment with you and, um, I love foot massages. So if they decide to go get a foot massage or like, you know, they've been walking around a convention center for a week, like, and they want to have a foot massage, does that mess up the work that you've been doing or is it completely non impactful? No, it won't, it won't mess up any of the work that you're doing. It's basically, it's basically self-care, right? And you never can go wrong with self-care. You you never can go wrong with self-care. And um, I mean, you could go see me and then three days later, later, you could go to a reflexologist. You could, you know, you can do all of these healing things. The, the biggest thing that I would say is you just want to make sure, um, like, especially with our school, we, we really believe in um, the lighter, faster, shorter approach or shorter, faster, lighter approach, especially when people are healing, um, from a surgery or, um, maybe they, um, their first trimester of pregnancy or, um, maybe someone that maybe is just, you know, has just come out of rehab and, and, you know, is with the drugs and all of those things, you know, and that's because what we, what we do not want to do is we don't want to put the body into a healing crisis. Right. We don't want to we don't want to release so much that the body all of a sudden freaks out on us is like, wah, right, because that that is not that's not what we want to do. So we have that approach. And it's it's amazing because um, you can feel it. You can do an energetic thing. And and um, I'll give you an example. I zoned my husband one day and um, it was a really deep big zone and it was a great zone. All my zones are amazing, by the way. <laughs> um 
but he felt like the next day I needed to zone him again. And so I did. I zoned him again. Um, and he felt a little ill, um, later that evening. Right. Um, did I do anything wrong? No. What, what was happening was, is the body was already into a state of balance. And so the body was like, Oh, so it's going into a state of balance even deeper. Right. Um, can it, can it cause any craziness? No, but it's just a matter of getting rest and people can feel, you know, maybe a little, a little sick, um, from a healing crisis. And that's, that's what we want to avoid. And so the approach of shorter, faster, lighter in certain areas is what needed to happen there. Right. So, so I learned that. So do you practice just out of your home or do you have a studio now? I mean, I've seen your website, so. Yeah, I have a studio. I have a studio in American Fork and then I also have a studio in my home in Eagle Mountain. Um, and so I zone three days a week at my studio in American Fork and then two days a month out of my home. So do you like in the garage, you have people like pull up on your couch? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We just, we just set up shop in the, the hot garage and there's, there's no air. I just tell you to bring <laughs> they your just use an old weight bench. And... Yeah. Yeah. No, I have, I have a, a room downstairs just dedicated for, for that. Um, I do, I do want to say too, I use, I, I use essential oils with my zones. Um, and I'm very, very, um, I don't know what the word is. Very choosy, choosy in which oils I choose. <laughs> um, it, it really, when I, when I pull an oil for someone, it's, um, it's for them specifically and for what their body is needing. And, um, my intention is, is very, very deep because of the healing properties that the oils have. And I truly believe in, in what the oils can do. Um, and so I do use oils with, with just a, an awesome, like it's called um, biotone is what I use to, to mm-hmm. use on the feet. Um, That's the stuff we have upstairs. It's amazing. Well, it's good I stuff. Just, I had, you're talking about the surgery stuff. I had surgery, so that's okay. why I'm sitting here in an uncomfortable position. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, that's what I'm using online. So do you, do you have definitely. like a, do you have like a special, when you go, they go to your house, do you have like a special awesome like pet interaction? Um like what do we what zone we get special? to we get to have our hand on because honestly for me yeah, i would much rather like be hanging it, out on with on dogs it, and, a, and, a, and mules and, and like, then having your feet rubbed while you're petting like, the, the pets that would be awesome that is me. a real thing though that would be that, that is animal therapy like, is good they do goat yoga, yoga. like they let right. The right. goats poop on you but while you know what you interrupted her she was gonna say something to me and then you totally threw her off track by asking her a dumb question that wasn't a dumb question. I think that would be an awesome experience. I don't think donkey yoga would be good, though. It's not no. a donkey. It's a mule. They're a mule, yoga. A mule yoga. That yeah, might not. Mules they're, and they're donkeys pretty, aren't they're the pretty same. Big. They're pretty big. I don't know if I would want them. No. On no. I, I don't mean, know I'd that not. I would want a, a goat <laughs> on my yeah, yoga. I don't think I would like that either. <laughs> well, I don't like chickens. Chicken no. yoga. We got chickens. No. Maya should make that her thing. Such cat yoga. Chicken cat yoga. yoga. Except they they have sharp claws. They might scratch your back hard. They do. Because they think they're but falling. How about a turtle? Time. No. Turtle yoga. Turtle yoga. Could you do alligator yoga like the people uh. out in West Valley? Oh this week. yeah. I just heard about that. Like, All right, so sorry. We got way off track. What so, you were gonna say something oh, to breathe. So so what I was going to say was um I was going to say, so like, for instance, where your surgery is, right, we would do the shorter, faster, lighter approach. And it, it even could be to the point where it would be more of an energetic, um, an energetic zone, not the whole zone, but in the area 
of where the surgery was. Um, and what that does is it brings, right, it brings all the positivity, the love, the energy, and and starts to help that heal. So we would want to set those intentions. You should try it, Bree. Well, Heather, talk to me about it. And when we, we got her on here, this is a thing this. we're going to talk about <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> It's and it, my friend using. Heather takes care of me. Don't I you just, love that? You just sit over there and do your hocusy pocusy thing, and Heather will take care of me. Poo. Yes. Locus locus pocus. Did you just say licusy pickusy poo? Yeah, that's a new one. That yeah, that's a new one. <laughs> I need to write these all down. This, this oh is, please don't. I'm just I'm making magic somewhere out there. You someone are. is like getting stabbed like a voodoo doll, and it's, they can't figure out why. They're making <laughs> dark curses over here. You're summoning <laughs> demons on accident. It's Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Remember That's the version awesome. I saw. Chris mm. likes Harry Potter. Wickety lickety poo. There you go. There you go. That's it. So I just like when, they were, when they're like brand new and they were trying to make up spells because they didn't know what they were doing. And I just had like, a lot of crap happen. I like that the killing spell is abracadabra. That's my favorite. It's not. Spell. It's a lot of Yeah, but, but it's abracadabra. Yeah, That's but. exactly what it was meant to sound like. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, so, so how how can people get a hold of you? How do they find your studio? Get you to do some foot zoning for all them? All things. You know, you can find me on Instagram. I'm on all social media. I'm like, I love social media. You should have been a footloose foot zone. No, footloose. Foot I zone. like pixie feet. She's in Lehigh. No, footloose. pixie feet is cute. <laughs> pixie feet is way better. Jeremy. It's like twinkle toes, but it's pixie feet. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram under just pixie feet. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Pixie Feet. Really anywhere, Pixie Feet. PixieFeetFootZoneTherapy.com is my website. Um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of information out there about zoning. Um, because it's, it's relatively new to the United States. Like it's, you know, it came, um, in 89 to Montana. And so it, oh, wow. it really has not been around for a long time. Now it's been practiced in Norway, um, for quite some time. And so, so it's, a, it's a Viking art then. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's an, I mean, it, well, it stems from Ikea. reflexology. They created it in Ikea. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, All right. I know something that'll go with our Swedish meatballs. <laughs> Foot zoning and Swedish meatballs. There you go. Borgus, there you have Borgus. it. Yeah. Yeah. It just has evolved over time. You guys. At this point. <laughs> It's from Finland. It's got some vodka and Swedish meatballs and oh, there you go. <laughs> zoning. The Dad whole. doesn't want the dog in each hand now. He wants a meatball and a vodka. No, he doesn't want vodka though. He wants whiskey. That's too real. Can we switch it out? You you can do whatever you want. Okay, I think you can do whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> whatever makes you happy. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we have one more question for you. Okay, um, tell we me. ask every guest this when they come on the show, uh, and that is, what's the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah because you've been here as a lifer? The most interesting or unique or, or unique, unique thing about Utah? Something you'd want to share with people that come here. She's thinking. Like, she grew I, up in Lehigh. There's I not did, a lot of interesting I, stuff. You know what? I... I will say, honestly, I, I was thinking about this actually the other day, and I haven't even done all of the things, right? And I thought, I've lived here my whole life, and I have not done, like, all of the national parks. Like, like I and I really need to do that. Like, you know, I Zion, or maybe when I was little, I've been to a couple, but I'm thinking, what the crap, we have the most beautiful national parks here. Why am I not doing this? You know, why am I not seeing all of the things? I would definitely say... The top on my list would be 
Moab, really the arches. It's just beautiful there. I will say, and I think, I think really it's because the arches, anybody can do it. Like I did it with my knee injury. Like it, it took me a while to get there, but I was able to do it. And I think everybody can do it, whether you're young or whether you're older. I think it's something that everybody can see. It's a pretty easy flat hike. Yeah. I don't know. I'm shaking my head like I know, but I just don't do it in the summer. Don't do it in the summer is what I would 12. say. It's, like, yeah, unless you're going uh, like at three in the morning. No, the, well, go right. This time of year is perfect. Eight, 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 uh, middle of August. I love the heat. I love it when it soaks into my bones. The only time I'm warm is when it's really hot when outside I, or when I'm in the shower. The problem is when it soaks into my bones, my skin then bubbles up and burning. <laughs> That's true because you're a, you're a white boy. I turn into like a devil. It's like on Indiana Jones. Ah, it does. Yeah, then his skin falls off and then it has to regenerate. It's terrible. Well, thank you so That's much awesome. for... Thank you so so much for joining us, Madge. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I'm super excited to be here. So thank you so much. And that's going to do it for the show this week, folks. Um, you know, share the episode. I don't really care if you liked it or not. Just share it. If you don't like it, tell everybody, this is the worst podcast you I've ever heard. You should listen to how listen horrible to it. it was. That's messed up, man. I don't want you to tell people to do that. I've never said it's something funny. like that. Um, follow us out on social media at TNU Podcast. Uh, go to our website, thenewutah.com. We'll actually have links uh, there in all the places. And to... since I haven't messed with the Twitter settings, it hasn't. We haven't been yeah, in Twitter since he didn't, for over Since a he year. hasn't made, made us three. Four or three or how many ever years old when we broke it? Like three or four. Just he a while he ago. put in our birthday as like the start He thought it would show. be cute to Which change it, would be, it. But then Twitter's like, oh, you're Oh, you're four. Young. You can't be on oh. Twitter. So we got put in Twitter, Twitter, Twitter jail, jail for oh. like two months. Twitter jail. Three months. I didn't know Twitter jail was quite the thing. It was bad. Donald Trump. Hey, Donald Trump's in Twitter jail. That's uh, true. Always. Well, he's he's in friend. Twitter prison. Yeah, he's like yeah. in federal tr- Twitter prison. Yeah, he's I a lifer. Know. It's like being a douchebag. 